Thanks for joining us today for Bread of Life, a ministry of Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. At the core of our ministry is the conviction that Christ is our sufficiency in all things. Our prayer is that the message today might bring your thoughts near to Christ's abundant grace. To contact us, please call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. And now here for a brief introduction is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. Jesus was a preacher, and because so, he was the preacher. He sets the standard on all good preaching. It was his holiness, his purity, that allowed him to relate to people. Because he was holy, he held a perfect vision for our human potential. Because he was holy, he was excruciatingly sensitive to human sin and brokenness. He spoke the vision of our potential with hope and addressed the sin with compassion. And out of all of this, he never changed his application. It's the application to all good gospel preaching. Repent and believe. He purifies us in a way that makes us more sensitive to people's fallenness and our own. And so he moves us to sympathetically pursue mercy and grace through the gospel as we speak to them. He fills us with compassion A compassion that identifies with those that we come before. Let me just consider very briefly an application to how the Lord Jesus carried forward this compassion, this qualification as a preacher to others. What was his primary message of application to all that he said in presenting himself and God's truth before men? And what you see is the application here is simply this. He said to people, repent. His primary message was repent. This word of repentance, number one, is a direct word of diagnosis. It's a declaration of moral condition. We are sinners and we're prone to head down the wrong road. And so we say, turn around. Our minds are apt to move into traps where we bring ourselves into ruin. And so the word here is change your mind. Think in a different way. And the application for us is that you're not preaching if you're not giving people a way to diagnose their lives and a call for them to redirect their thinking. There can be no gospel message to share with another without a pointed word sent out sympathetically and lovingly to the heart that underscores their error and their sins and their wrong thinking. God's law, God's will, God's character must always be put forward first in our message for these are the absolutes upon which sin and wrong thinking is exposed so that we can call people to repent and turn back second thing you'll see about this word repent, it's a word that defines, because it comes from the very lips of the preacher Jesus, it defines his relevance to all people. Jesus came for sinners who needed to change and who couldn't change without him. And so when he says repent, basically saying, come and I'll, I'll give you the life that you need. I'll bring you into the change that you need. The Lord Jesus said of himself and his complete relevancy to all individuals, I have come into the world to save sinners. The word and message of the gospel has always behind it the extended hands of Christ saying, come unto me. So listen. When we give this word of repentance to individuals, it must always sound like an invitation. It must never sound simply like a rebuke. In the word repent, there is a God ready to be reconciled. There's a kiss and a hug ready to be given. 
In the word repent, there is a new set of clothes to put on and a new song to sing. No word is more promising, more expressive of the complete and absolute relevance of Jesus Christ for the whole of a person than repent. Jesus is the answer to everything you need. The application is this. In preaching, we must always say, Jesus has come for this. Jesus has come for this. Jesus is the answer for that. The gospel begins by providing Christ as an answer for the punishment of our sins. He comes and takes that sin in our place, that punishment in our place. The gospel offers Christ as well as the one who comes for the defilement of our sins. He comes to make us clean and to give us a clean place from which to live out our lives. From there we learn that the gospel continues on as an offer of the Lord Jesus to us. As power to overcome evil. As the source of all of our wisdom. As the singular life that brings to us life. As the singular joy that brings to us joy. He's not simply one who gives us salvation. He is salvation. He's not somebody who brings to us and sanctifies us. He is our sanctification. He is our health. He is our very being. He's all that we need. Repent says Jesus is relevant. He's real and he's relevant for your life. Third thing here, repent is a word of personal responsibility. It's something that no one can do for you. I can't repent for you. God grants you access into that repentance by the call itself, but you have to obey the call. You've got to say, I'm wrong. I'm heading down the wrong way. You've got to say at every point, I will turn from that thing. I'll turn back from it. I'll confess my need. I'll seek forgiveness. I'll tread the right way. You can't stubbornly dig in and somehow justify and explain and put your own spin around it. No. You say, I'll turn into the Lord Jesus. He is what I need and his way is always right. Joseph Parker reminds us of this truth when he notes that Jesus can suffer for another person. He can pay for another person. He can work for them. He can even die for them, but he can't repent for them. You'll remember when the Lord Jesus came into Jerusalem that he wept as he was coming into Jerusalem and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not. It's up to you to come. Come. We must learn to speak to the will of a person. We cannot manipulate with emotion. We are not to condescend with scathing commentary on their lives. We must entreat the will of an individual as an individual who is accountable for their decisions. And we call upon them to make a decision. Turn in, repent. The fourth thing here is repentance is a word of a mind changing from one thing to another. It's a radical turn from our own selfishness and sin and our own self-righteousness and our own sinful self-rule. It's a turn from all of our self-justifying patterns. But it isn't just a turn into thin air. It's a turn to believe in Jesus Christ and receive the author of his life on our behalf. The parallel verse to the passage that we've just read and been considering in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, is Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. There it says, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. 
Repentance, gospel repentance, is a turn into the good news of Christ for you. Christ for your sins. Christ for your punishment. Christ for your forgiveness. Christ for your life. Christ for your righteousness. Christ as your Lord. Christ as your King. Repentance is a word of a mind changing from one thing, totally turning into another thing. Repent and believe is another way of simply saying in the gospel, repent, repent. Here's the fifth thing and last. It's a word identifying the place where you start in the right direction. This is always the case. Wherever you've got off kilter, wherever your life is not where it ought to be, there's only one way to get headed in the right direction, and it begins with repentance. It begins with turning completely and totally from self into the Lord Jesus. Without repentance, everything else that you do that you consider to be moral or spiritual or some religious activity will just be a facade and will be a flash and it will be false. Every reforming act that isn't built on turning yourself from yourself to God alone in Christ alone is worthless. Nothing is worse than a good theology or a proper moral conduct constructed on the quicksand of an unrepentant heart. You'll sink yourself into ruin and you'll sink others into ruin with you. Finally, remember, never preach this word without sympathy for those to whom you address and I should say again that this is always the point of application in true preaching. All true preaching in its application comes to the point of the application of repent. Turn from yourself into Christ. And the person who has declared that they are followers of Jesus Christ, who by the Spirit of God has embraced Him as Lord and Savior and found that regenerate life that only God can give, that person's life will always be, until the day that we break into eternity, will always be a life of repentance. This life of repentance will not conclude until we gain glory. We are those who will daily be offered up before God and are being offered up from God an invitation to turn into Him, to set ourselves in His arms and give ourselves to His purposes. And that's our repentance. We're to live in that. We're to exercise ourselves in that. And as we turn into Him, as we turn into Christ the preacher as our all in all, well then, we're empowered to preach the hope of His life to others. I'd ask you to bow your heads with me and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we wanted to be, we want so much we're so thankful that at the end of our lives that a fire is going to sweep over us who have believed and trusted in you and that you are going to do what we've longed for, who've looked to you. You're going to burn away everything of the flesh, everything of false motivation. You're going to burn away that coating of selfishness that covers us. We're going to enter into your presence, spirit, mind, body, glorified, we're going to be like our Savior for we're going to see Him as He is. Thank you for that and we praise you for that. But God, we want more of heaven here. 
We want the fire of your Holy Spirit to sweep over us. We thank you for every test, every trial, every insult, every confrontation, every attack that you allow the enemy to bring to us to sift us. We thank you for how it exposes our need, exposes our own sinfulness, exposes how energetic the flesh is around us. We thank you that in all these things, the opportunity is given for us to fall upon, to come before, to face you in these things, to cry out and seek your life to be covering us and filling us so that it might be Jesus, only Jesus. We pray, dear God, as we realize these things, as we face these tests, that what would be produced in our lives as we're brought more and more into image is a greater and greater love for those who Jesus came and suffered and died for. Greater sympathy and greater compassion. A longing impulse that would crying out from within us by your spirit for your mercy and grace to be poured out upon those who might have been caught in the trap of their own flesh, caught in the trap of their own self-justifying ways or for those who just don't know just don't know that there's something better out there for them Lord help us all by the way we live and by the things we say to follow the standard and have the life and have the power and the message of the preacher Jesus Christ our Lord we ask in Jesus name You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.